Starcourt Study Hall episodes contain spoilers for all seasons of Stranger Things. Episodes may also contain graphic content and language not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts unless otherwise stated, and all content and characters are property of Netflix and the Duffer Brothers. I'm Amanda. I'm Marina. And And this this is Starcourt Study Hall. So I keep seeing this meme on Uh Instagram about Mercury being in microwave (laughs) instead of retrograde. (laughs) I don't subscribe necessarily to Mercury and its um, events. Gatorade. It's, yeah, (laughs) microwave retrograde. But I will say this is take two of recording this episode. We had a Mercury is in microwaved Gatorade last week (laughs) where we tried to record and amanda's mic failed it did it uh recorded 23 minutes of static yes so we wanted to say that up front because they're the beginning part of this we we have sort of already done but we're gonna do it again for all of you fine people out there Mm. all right well that being now that we got that out of the way that being (laughs) said so um on another note today we are going to open up a can of worms just get ready they're going to be everywhere. Oh, gosh. The, the worms. <laughs> I just don't feel like you can talk about Stranger Things without talking about the psychological concepts and themes that are present in the show. So this conversation about psychological themes and concepts, it is going to go far beyond the boundaries of this episode. Like, there's so many psychological concepts like PTSD. We obviously know that trauma is a huge theme for season four. We also get a little bit of Will's PTSD in season two with the anniversary effect and all that. Things like emotional abuse. So unfortunately, we see that with Max and Billy, and we definitely see it with Elle and Brenner. Mm -hmm. And grief is, I could just, we could go on and on and on and on and on. So we watch Joyce and Jonathan grieving Will and Will's friends grieving Will. And we watch Max grieving Billy and Hopper grieving Sarah and Jason grieving Chrissy. Like the, the grief is such a huge theme. But the point is that psychology is present in Stranger Things. So for this first episode, we wanted to start a little bit of that. And we're not going to go deep into those more serious psychological themes today because we feel that they're largely ramped up in season two through four. But instead, we're going to do something today that is rooted in psychology, but it's not quite as heavy. It's a little bit more fun. It's fun. So for those of you who don't know what the MBTI or the Myers-Briggs type indicator is... It is a personality test that was developed by Isabel Briggs Myers and her mom, Catherine Briggs, in the 40s. The inventory itself, though, was published in 1962. So the test, or it is sometimes referred to as the inventory, the personality inventory, was modeled after Carl Jung's theory of psychological types, which was actually introduced in the 20s. And according to MyersBriggs.org, the essence of the theory is that much seemingly random variation in behavior— this is a quote, is actually quite orderly and consistent, being due to basic differences in the ways individuals prefer to use their perception and judgment. 
Very cool. If you've ever worked in education, ever taken an education course or anything along those lines, this probably all sounds very familiar to you. Yeah. And I know that Amanda and I have both taken the MBTI ourselves. We have. Um, and we just so happen to have the same type. We do. Which, which is special. It is special. It is it's special. A, it's INFJ. Yes. The, the specialist. The most of the special. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> the personality test itself has two goals. The first goal is to identify preferences in regards to the four dichotomies present in Jung's theory. So the dichotomies. The first one is extroversion or introversion. So that's E or I. And that's sort of focused on how you prefer to focus on the outer world. Like, do you prefer to focus on the outer world or do you prefer to focus on the inner world? So are you extroverted? Are you introverted? Okay. The second dichotomy is sensing or intuition. So that's S and the letter N. Do you prefer to focus on the basic information you take in or do you prefer to interpret and add meaning? Hmm. The third dichotomy is thinking, T, or feeling, F. So this is in regards to decision making. Do you prefer to first look at logic or do you first look at special circumstances? Okay. And then the final dichotomy is judging, J, or perceiving, P. So this is in dealing with the outside world. Do you prefer to get things decided or do you prefer to stay open to new information? That's the first goal of the, the test. The second goal is to then identify the 16 different personality types that result from the four dichotomies because four times four equals 16. Yep. <laughs> I can confirm that. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Anyway. So like Amanda and I already mentioned that we share the type. So I and FJ. So if that sounded familiar to you, it's, it's the combination of those four letters. So for those of you who might be familiar with the instrument, even if you've never taken it, You'll hear people say, oh, yeah, I'm ESTJ or I'm INFP. Like, that's what people will use to identify themselves. Mm -hmm. So what we did for this episode was actually take a free version of the MBTI on 16personalities.com. Feel free to go take it. It's free. The actual test costs $50. Yeah, we don't. No, we're not doing that. No, I love it. It's great. It's really interesting not spending $50. Mm -mm. But rather than take the test as ourselves, because we already did that, we actually decided to take the test as Joyce and Hopper. <laughs> yep, because that's a totally normal thing to do. <laughs> because people who are normal take personality tests as fictional characters. <laughs> yep just checking in glad we're normal <laughs> confirmed that's not an option on here normal is not one no um so yeah amanda chose to take the mbti as joyce and i chose to take it as hopper and i think part of the reason why we made this decision was because we just love joyce and hopper and their relationship really doesn't become super relevant until season three but we didn't want to wait that long to talk about them so here we are doing normal things <laughs> and i think the goal is to see how accurate we feel like our results are like based on what we know about the characters 
And we both took the tests with their actions in mind. But please, please, just understand, we are not actually Joyce and Hopper, okay? So just please keep that limitation in mind. We are also not Winona or David. So please also keep that in mind. I don't want any hullabaloo that we are not those people. We know that we are not them. Yeah. No hullabaloo allowed. Um, I also just wanted to mention that we understand that the Myers-Briggs test is not a be-all, end-all psychological tool in any way. These are just really fun to take and to understand more about yourself or, in our case, a fictional character. (laughs) So just keep that in mind as well. This is not any sort of diagnostic tool or anything, anything like that. This is more just for fun. For fun. All right, Joyce, take it away. (laughs) I'm ready. So again, one more disclaimer. Um, So I, I I did take this test two times because the first time I got a result that was very close to my own. So... You know, take that as you will. Either I was um, taking the test as myself or me and Joyce are the same person. Who knows? But then the second time I took it, I felt like I got a much more accurate result for Joyce, which was ISFJ-A, and we'll get into that in a minute, the assertive defender. Ooh. I think that sounds like Joyce. It also sounds like a superhero. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So let's break down her result. So I, that stands for introverted. So she prefers to focus more on her own inner world a bit. Her next letter was S. That stands for sensing, which means she prefers to um, focus on basic information that she takes in. The next letter was F, which stands for feeling. So she or Frank or sure or Frank it can stand for a number of things <laughs> but that means that she um wants to look more at special circumstances than um being very cut and dry with logic and the last letter was J which stands for judging meaning um she more prefers to get things decided and done, which, you know, that sounds like Joyce to me. So, <laughs> And then the A stands for assertive. So there are two different categories one can fall in after the their other four letters. It's either A or T. The A stands for assertive. The T stands for turbulent. So the assertive marker means that um, the person is very confident in their decision making and kind of how they operate in the world and the way that those four letters interact with the world, whereas turbulent can mean that their identity is sort of more in flux. Hmm. So uh, the site also puts down (laughs) famous people who have the same profile. And one of the people, mind you, it also puts down fictional humans i was gonna ask yeah um (laughs) one of the people that was there is samwise from lord of the rings Hmm. i knew that yep i'm sure you did because i told you a couple days ago um but samwise if you didn't know is played by sean astin who also plays bob newbie superhero aka joyce's man in season two So so they have the same type yeah they have the same type which i love which means they should add Joyce Byers as a fictional person who has this personality type. I was thinking that. Maybe I should send them a letter. Right in. <laughs> Hello. Hello, 16 personalities. I am Joyce Byers. 
<laughs> so the website also gives a little uh, mini breakdown of each of the different letters. So Joyce's breakdown was actually very even. There wasn't a lot swinging one way or the other for these letters, which I think is very Joyce because I find her to be quite adaptable. So for her introverted letter for her eye she got 52 percent introverted so yeah not not super one way or the other and i think that that's true of joyce for her second letter um she got 64 percent on her sensing so she again not super one way or the other but it does mark her as observant then her next letter the f for feeling she got a 66 percent and then for judging 51 so again not really one way or the other. Um, pretty even. Right? Pretty even. Even her assertive marker is 64%. She's just even keeled. Yeah. Very even keeled. That could also <clears throat> be me. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Joyce. Not really sure. So, Marina, would you like to go over Hopper's results a little bit? Yes. Let me talk about... I'm sorry. Don't you mean me? I am Hopper. Oh, My right. results? Okay. So, anyway. So... <laughs> So Hopper's results for this were ISTPT, which stands for introverted, sensing, thinking, perceiving, and turbulent. So at first, and I too took the test twice, and neither time did I feel that my results were accurate. However, upon second time and distance from the results, I actually started to really warm up to this type. So this is called a turbulent virtuoso, mm-hmm. which makes Hop sound like he plays instruments, which I just could <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I just get a visualization of him like playing the lute. I don't know. <laughs> the lute. <laughs> <laughs> so this personality type, ISTP, is actually the third most common amongst men, but the fourth rarest amongst women. The turbulent virtuoso. So let's look at that breakdown for Hop that tells the percentages. And Hop was a lot more dramatic in his his results. Makes sense. He wasn't quite as balanced, yeah. So for um, his introversion, he actually got 75%. So he's mostly introverted. He prefers fewer yet deep and meaningful social interactions, which I would agree. Mm-hmm. For sensing, he got 87%. Wow. 87 of the percents he did get. That's really high. Yeah. It says he is pragmatic and down to earth with a strong focus on what is happening and very likely to happen. Hmm. Yeah. And I know that I mentioned this already, but this particular trait reminds me of the vanishing of Will Byers when he comes into the Byers' home and he notices that the doorknob slammed the door and left a dent. And he says, was this dent always here? And Joyce says, I don't know. I have two boys. I think Hop is very observant. Yeah. He got 68% thinking. So he is likely to focus on objectivity and rationality, putting effectiveness above social harmony. Yes. Yep. I feel that is true. He punches things and avoids social harmony. He would rather. (laughs) (laughs) He just needs to get it done. He just needs to get it done. Um, and then for perceiving, he actually got 75%. So he's very good at improvising and adapting. He tends to be flexible and he values novelty above stability. Okay. Turbulent, which is like that little hangy thing off the end. He is likely self-conscious, sensitive to stress, success-driven, perfectionistic, and eager to improve. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I mean, either. I feel like he's turbulent 
in his own, but like how I define turbulent. Right. I agree. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well. Some general points. Sure. General points. So for Joyce, I have a quote here from the website and mind you, most of what we have to say is going to be quotes from the website mm. that we will talk about. Yes. So it says a defender is someone with the introverted, observant, feeling, and judging personality traits. These people tend to be warm and unassuming in their own steady way. They're efficient and responsible, giving careful attention to practical details in their daily lives. Uh, Yeah. The only thing I think is not quite Joyce is the practical details in their daily lives. Um... I don't know about that. It's it's hard to say because we don't really see their like normal lives a whole bunch. But yeah, I I just don't see Joyce as like a to do list kind of gal. Yeah, I guess I guess I can see why that's what you interpret practical details to be. Oh, how do you interpret that? I don't know. Just like I think of the magnets. Oh, okay. like she per- she picked up on that. I don't know. That's my way that. But I think you're correct. Practical detail is more along the lines of like a to-do list yeah like i was more thinking of it like you know the day-to-day stuff like oh i have to remember that so and so has soccer practice at this time and blah blah blah. she's frazzled yeah and at least the what we see of her is in especially in the first season in the first couple chapters she's very she's like all over the place jonathan's cooking breakfast like joyce is not even before will disappears she's frazzled right she just is frazzled yeah yeah (laughs) And then uh, another general point, it says, among defenders, most distinctive traits is loyalty. Rare is the defender who allows a friendship or relationship to fade away from lack of effort. Instead, they invest a great deal of energy into maintaining strong connections with their loved ones. She did travel to a Soviet prison to save Hop. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd say she's pretty loyal. (laughs) Okay. I guess that's fair. Yeah, I definitely think that that's a true... A true statement about Joyce. Yes. Yes. So that's all I got for general on Joyce. All right. So I have a little bit more of a novel here because I couldn't help myself, but it's okay. It's fine. Everything's yes. fine. So general points about Hop and his um, virtu- virtuoso-ness. <laughs> so apparently, according to this, virtuosos love to explore with their hands and their eyes, touching and examining the world around them with cool rationalism and spirited curiosity. Okay. Um, often mechanics and engineers, virtuosos find no greater joy than in getting their hands dirty, pulling things apart and putting them back together. <laughs> Hop is not a mechanic. No, he's not. Uh, he is not an engineer. No. But he will get his hands dirty. <laughs> yeah, he will. Like, l- literally and figuratively, he will be up in there. Um, and he's he's pretty curious, I think. I, I think so. I don't think you can have his job without being curious. Or at least not be good at it. Yeah. Um, virtuosos explore ideas through creating, troubleshooting, trial and error, and firsthand experience. They enjoy having other people take an interest in their projects. Yeah, I think... I think I can agree with this, especially the troubleshooter part, not so much the creative part. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't necessarily see Hop as... But again, maybe that's just how I'm defining creative. His solutions and theories might be creative. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. say so, to a, de- to a degree. To, yeah. And he definitely is a firsthand experience person. He's not like somebody who's going to delegate. He's going to go and he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Friendly but private, calm but suddenly spontaneous, extremely curious but unable to stay focused on formal studies. Yeah. 
He's definitely private. For sure. I don't know if I would necessarily call him friendly, <laughs> like outright, but I do think he knows what it means to have friends. Like yeah. I think of in when they find Benny dead in the early part of season two or season one and the nipwits are making comments like snide remarks like oh you feel like a big city cop again and hop's like uh this is a little different like that was my friend yeah very different (laughs) yeah Yeah. um so okay uh virtuoso's decisions stem from a sense of practical realism and at their heart is a strong sense of direct fairness a do unto others attitude i think the only time we see hop making emotionally driven decisions is in relation to l and joyce yeah for sure that's just yeah that's just my personal feeling here and then the last one, people with the virtuoso personality type struggle with boundaries <laughs> and guidelines, preferring the freedom to move about and color outside the lines. Yes, I don't think he has any time for boundaries. He just no. walks into Hawkins National Lab. He just walks into the morgue. He just walks into the Russian like stronghold in the mall. Like I don't think he has any time for boundaries. Nope. Nope. He's getting it done no matter what. Getting it done. He is. All right. Tell us about Joyce's strengths. Okay, so one of the first ones that they had here was observant. It says defender personalities have a talent for noticing things, particularly about other people. They pay attention to the smallest details of what someone says and does, giving them unexpected insights into other people's lives and emotions. I think Joyce is pretty observant. Um, Mm -hmm. She is one of the first, or the first, to notice the blinking lights and see what they mean. She notices the magnets in season three, and she's pretty good and pretty perceptive at noticing when stuff is up with her kids. Okay, I will say post-season one. (laughs) She's pretty good at it. Season one, maybe not so much, but season two, yeah, she she kind of notices immediately that Will is uh, possessed. I mean, she doesn't know that yet, but like she knows that something is wrong. Something is up. Yeah. He likes Something is afoot. Um, then another uh, strength is enthusiastic. So hear me out. Uh, <laughs> all right. Tell says, me. When the goal is right, defenders apply all of their gifts to something that they believe will make a real positive difference in people's lives. So I, hmm. I mean, yeah. And she would give anything okay. to save her kids or her loved ones. Yeah. Really the world, actually. She's pretty committed. I agree. So I, I view it that way. Um, what was that one exact? What was the word? It says enthusiastic. I oh, would, okay. I wouldn't really call it that, though. Some of these words. Yeah. Yeah. A little strange. And then some of the other ones that they had here, I felt like they applied a bit more to like a normal person's life, <laughs> like a real person. Um, What's wrong with her life? I don't understand. This woman does not go to work. <laughs> okay. False. False. Falsehood. <laughs> Falsehood. <laughs> She doesn't work at Melville's anymore, okay? But she didn't miss a day of work her whole life. That's true. She never took a holiday. That's, wow, ridiculous. That's wild. But anyway, so, correct. Uh, it says that she <laughs> she is also reliable and hardworking. Yes. So those, I think, would definitely apply to our girl. And then it, it does say, again, good practical skills. But, yeah, I don't really know what that's supposed to mean exactly. So, again, I think that that would apply more to a person who is, like, you know, doing normal life things rather than saving the world every season. But I digress. <laughs> so what were her, like, what were just the, like, the, the strengths? Uh, observant, enthusiastic, reliable, hardworking, good practical skills. Okay. All right. Joyce. Yeah. All right. For Hop's strengths, I have optimistic and energetic. <laughs> 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 who? 
Okay, virtuosos are usually up to their elbows in some project or other. Okay, fair. fine. Sure. Fair. Fair enough. Always in an elbow project or whatever <laughs> the phrase was. <laughs> um, quote, cheerful and good-natured, people with the virtuoso personality type rarely get stressed out, preferring to go with the flow. I, I wouldn't say that he is cheerful. No, I okay, would not I'm say not, that. Yeah, no, this isn't like a cheerful, jolly, jovial man. This is... This is not that at all. But I do think he does somewhat manage his stress well, all things considered. Oh, yeah. Creative and practical. Um, This personality type is very imaginative when it comes to practical things, mechanics, and crafts. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to mention it again. I know I mentioned it already. Yes. Before you heard it, the people that are listening. But this one always just reminds me of... Hopper sitting down with some glue and some raw pasta and some glitter doing a craft project because it says that they're good with crafts. Yeah, this one, this one's just, I struggled with this one. He's definitely practical, but I don't think he's, I mean, crafty again. I'm really literally about crafts, but whatever. Yeah, I think like you said, like they're more talking about like being crafty, not, not so much like raw pasta. Pipe cleaner. Pipe cleaners. Googly eyes. Paper towel rolls. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like walking down the aisles of a Michaels. <laughs> I don't think they sell paper towel rolls at Michaels. You never know. Just the bare rolls? Yeah. <laughs> the naked rolls? Naked rolls. The raw rolls. Okay. <sighs> this is not sushi. It's getting um, weird. <laughs> <laughs> spontaneous and rational. Combining spontaneity with logic, Hmm. virtuosos can switch mindsets to fit new situations with little effort. I agree. Okay, yeah. I think he just hopped on the Terry Ives MK Ultra boat and didn't even blink. He was just like, yep, let's run with that. That sounds right. That's (laughs) fitting. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And then my final strength is great in a crisis. Oh, Please give me Hopper in a crisis Mm -hmm. any day, 100% of the time. Yeah, I will. I will take that. It says they enjoy a little physical risk and they aren't afraid to get their hands dirty. See, that definitely sounds like Hopper. That is Hopper. Yeah. Definitely great in a crisis. Yeah. He would be my first call. (laughs) Hello. I'm me. You can call. I'm Hopper. You can call me. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Don't. I don't. I don't want a crisis. <laughs> no more. No, no more, more crises. crises. Okay. So let's talk weaknesses. All right. So for Joyce, one of her weaknesses is listed as repressing their feelings. Um, mm-hmm. Right? Poor Joyce. I know. I, I think we... Uh, well, I'll read the description. It says, private and reserved, defenders tend to internalize their feelings, particularly negative ones. We see this a bit in season three. Um, Joyce is definitely reeling over Bob's death, and she mm-hmm. keeps it pretty bottled up. You know, she could definitely share it with Hopper, but she doesn't. And then she she kind of has, has always had to be strong for the kids, at, like, pretty much her whole life. So I, I feel like this is just kind of how she operates, which is sad. You know... That that the center of the lasagna that she microwaves in season three is cold. Oh, for sure. That That cheese didn't even look melted. No, she (laughs) nuked that lasagna and the middle was cold. For sure. She was definitely eating cold lasagna. And there was like six peas on that plate. It was lasagna (laughs) and peas. 
And wine. And what? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she had her wine. At least she had wine, I guess. Yes. Oh, that was, yes, that was a sad scene. Another weakness, too altruistic. Oh, interesting. Def- defenders giving generous nature can leave them vulnerable to being taken advantage of by others. I only really see this in like pre-season one and during season one, especially with Lonnie. Because mm. he definitely takes advantage of Joyce and has taken advantage of Joyce. But yeah, I don't like see a ton of that stuff. No, she's not a doormat. No, definitely not. And I'd say she's altruistic. She's definitely generous and stuff. But I don't mm-hmm. think that she is like walked upon, really. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But I do, I, I do speculate that like if the events of season one hadn't happened, maybe she would be. Because... Mm, yeah. interesting i think i think going through all the stuff that she did in season one really made her a lot stronger it's interesting to think of how the characters developed from pre the time that we knew them as characters yeah like we don't know what joyce was like before season one we just simply don't we, but i think i agree with you like mm-hmm. i feel like sees the events of season one made her sh- like stronger and more confident and she trusted her instincts and i think yeah i agree yeah so the rest of the weaknesses I didn't super think rem- reminded me of Joyce. The other ones that we had were too humble, reluctant to change, overcommitted, and taking things personally. Maybe overcommitted, but taking things personally. I didn't, I don't know. That didn't really scream Joyce to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The overcommitted one kind of makes sense, but I, I wouldn't really call her overcommitted. It's just that the world keeps throwing things at her like it's not it's not her fault yeah okay all right interesting so i actually kind of felt that a lot of hop's weaknesses were pretty accurate okay um his first one was stubborn and this is yeah if someone tries to change virtuoso's habits lifestyle or ideas through criticism they can become quite blunt in their irritation (laughs) So I would say Hopper definitely displays some stubbornness, especially when it comes to Elle. Yes, for sure. Obviously, like, we know that circumstances lend themselves to being stubborn in Elle's situation, but definitely he gets stubborn, especially like, in season three. Yeah. He's like, and season two, he's like a mule. Like, he he won't flex at all. I know. I have this image, like, when you said that, I have this image of, like, Joyce just, like, trying to push, like, move yes. Hopper. And literally, she, like, just, uh, again, this didn't happen. This is just happening in my imaginations. But, like, I can picture it. Thank yeah. You. Like, her just trying to, like, budge him and he just will not. Yeah. I get it. Thank <laughs> you. I have it now yes. in my mind's eye view. Yes. His second one, now this one's, this one I don't completely agree with completely. Okay. <laughs> Insensitive. Hmm. So it says they use logic even when they try to meet others halfway with empathy and emotional sensitivity. It rarely seems to come out right. Hmm. So I do think he is incredibly sensitive and I do think he is empathetic. However, I do agree that it doesn't always come out right. Definitely not. <laughs> like in season three when he has Joyce help him. <laughs> write this letter to mike and l and he just completely crumbles and all i have in my notes is nothing is wrong with nana i was just gonna say that (laughs) like he tries so hard and he got so far but But in in the the end end, it didn't even matter (laughs) so this one i can give i can give 16 personalities.com i think he is sensitive but i don't think it always comes out right no 
Private and reserved, I do agree with this. I think he's incredibly private, especially when it comes to Sarah. And I do think it takes someone really earning his trust before he will be vulnerable with them. Hmm. I think, obviously, of Joyce, but I also think of Enzo in season yeah. four. Yeah. Because, like, he stuck his... What's the stuck out his stuck neck? his neck out? That, yeah, stuck his neck out for him, and then he he was like, "Do you ever feel cursed?" And he talks about Agent Orange, and like he really opened up to him. Yeah, uh, easily bored. Actually, I kind of see that. Okay, I feel like Hop like kind of always needs a project. Yeah, I, I get that. I get yeah. that too, and that could be like to keep his brain distracted mm-hmm. at all times. You know, yeah. risky behavior. Oh yeah, yeah. I think although. I don't know if I get reckless vibes. I do no. get, like, risk-taking is different from recklessness. Yeah. I think in, like, again, like, pre... Not pre-season one, but, like, early season one Hopper, I would more characterize as reckless because it seems like he doesn't really care too much. He's, you know, drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like, right. yeah, I would consider that Hopper reckless, but I think reckless implies that it's not a risk worth taking. Yeah. And then, yeah, so all the risks he takes after that are pretty uh, worth it, I'd say. Agreed. And they feel calculated and purposeful. Yeah. So I do think he takes risks, but they don't feel careless to me. So those yeah. are his weaknesses, mm. according to this test. Yes. Okay. So next <laughs> next category would be relationships. Ooh. Hey. All right. So <laughs> let's talk relationships. So for Joyce... Uh, One of the snippets I took was, although generally a proactive can-do personality type, many defenders struggle to take the initiative when it comes to dating. Asking someone out can be incredibly uncomfortable for defenders who tend to worry about not only rejection, but also violating unspoken social rules. Interesting. Yeah. The bad news is that defenders can end up feeling trapped, wanting to embark on a relationship, but waiting for the other person to make the first move. So I feel like for Joyce, this is true but more out of like stubbornness rather than being nervous to make the first move i i think she's just guarded i think she's been very yeah, very understandable hurt. yeah like I mean, I, i'm look at that i'm not bag. yeah i'm not sure um if it's coming from a place of like oh i don't want to rock the boat more so that she's just been hurt before and she feels like maybe it's not even worth it yeah, yeah and she feels like when it comes to bob especially i feel like she i mean even remember he was like we could we could start a life like mm-hmm. we could move away and we could forget all this and she's like bob i can't do that uh, uh. and he's like he's like why not and i don't know i just like I, I can see why what was the like what was like a highlight of this it was like she that um yeah she's been she's been hurt before and right. she's like afraid to be vulnerable and you said guarded, guarded. that was it so yes yeah. yeah, so like i can see that in there that she's like no i can't like i yeah. can't do that and then even when hop tries to escalate their relationship in season three I mean, I mean there's a lot going on but i do think that part of that too i mean it's interesting it's like social norms that it say yeah like violating unspoken social rules yeah so it's interesting yeah you have to wonder if maybe some of that was coming from joyce being like no bob just died like it's too soon for me to move on yeah could be that too so another thing i took was um this quote beneath their mild unassuming exteriors defenders thrum with passionate commitment thrum thrum with passionate commitment and loyalty toward the people they love at times Mm. defenders themselves may be surprised by the intensity of their feelings especially their fierce desire to protect and care for their partner oh yeah 
what I took from this was like Joyce is so wrapped up in her identity as a mom that she forgets. Well, I mean, okay, again, extenuating circumstances, but I think she forgets that she's an adult woman who deserves love and passion mom is not your whole identity no i mean that damn hopper kiss that we get whoo the passion thrum that is a thrum for sure (laughs) i don't think that's a noun is it a noun i'm really not sure (laughs) (laughs) right whatever but um thrum yeah i don't i don't think that joyce has ever felt love like she does for hopper um it's it's very much like this deep-rooted friendship love that blossomed but yeah yeah sorry bob i don't know i pick hopper i agree i mean you know uh, bob was so sweet and wonderful he was but you know even his bologna sandwiches so cute (laughs) right didn't he bring her bologna he did he did which like (laughs) yeah that's actually a great point like uh, bob and her was a wonderful relationship but i don't Mm -hmm. think it had the passion she needed yeah i agree from okay (laughs) moving on (laughs) but i but one other thing i did say um I think she was so apprehensive about it in the beginning because she was afraid, like the intensity of her feelings, like it said. Mm. But yeah, I'm really not sure what this woman could possibly be afraid of considering what she has already done. So yeah, honestly, just sometimes love is just the scariest. Yeah, it can be scarier than mind flayers and demogorgons. (laughs) Yeah. And Vecna's. And Vecna's. (laughs) All right. What do you got for romance over there hopper okay so i just wanted to read this because it was the very first line of this and it says when it comes to romantic relationships with virtuosos it's a bit like nailing jello to a tree (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's accurate yeah i liked that the best partners usually share virtuosos observant trait did they both have that they did Oh, okay. Compatibility. Yes. If a potential partner doesn't measure up, virtuosos have no problem walking away. I don't know, Chief. This one just doesn't really feel right to me. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, like, it's hard to say. I'll, he seems kind of like a ride or die, unless you slight him horribly. I will Amanda say, disagrees. I do a little bit, because I will say in the beginning of season one, he's kind of like a serial one-night mm. stander, you know? Like, it's yeah. it seems like... an it kind of reminds me of like steve in season four who's just sort of mm-hmm. like he's looking for something he's not gonna find because right that thing is we know what that thing is that he's looking for but he doesn't so he just keeps going through these women because he's not finding joyce and he also comes he's also coming off of a relationship that mm. was a victim of the loss of a child right and he knows that this other person has not only moved on but had another child oh i know that's so heartbreaking yeah and it's interesting that you mentioned all the women because the next one is sensual individuals that they are virtuosos make ready use of all of their senses viewing intimacy as an art a performance and a source of pleasure so i said i hate (laughs) i said i hate to think of hopper in this context no i don't but he does But he does seem to sort of have something of a persona in season one, right? As far mm-hmm. as like dating and sex is concerned, yeah. he's got the librarian mm-hmm. and the random woman who he wakes up with and is like, do you ever feel cursed? Yeah. Who is that? I have no idea. Lady. So I, I do. I think I can see him as that. Like like you said, like a little bit of a serial dater, yeah. like somebody who's just trying to have whims and yeah. Yeah whims whims thrumming thrumming whims, thrumming whims. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that virtuosos don't have feelings they actually run quite deep and strong just that they conceal and protect them because they are unsure how to deal with them Aww. and express them 
Oh, that's, yeah, that sounds right. Right? Mm -hmm. I think about when when he thinks that Joyce stood him up for Mr. Clark. Oh, man. (laughs) And he just has an absolute emotional outburst. Yeah. He's like, Joyce? And she's not even in the room anymore. I know. He just... Isn't he in a towel? Yeah, he's in a towel. He he turns into just like a giant baby. (laughs) Yeah, like big baby tantrum man baby. (laughs) Why don't you go see your boyfriend, Scott Clark? (laughs) Talk about magnets. All right. And then another one I don't really totally... I mean, you can weigh in. Nothing is so acutely terrifying to virtuosos as knowing that there's no way out. Hmm. Do we see a commitment issue with him? I don't know. That's hard to say. I Yeah. I think, again, I think early season one Hopper, yeah. Mm, um, different. Right. But he's he's a changed man. So I think, I think those parts of him are still there. But I would say he probably is like mostly over any commitment issues. I think, especially Elle, like I think having Elle in, in season two definitely changed him a lot. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, he learned how to like live with a teenager that... Um, sometimes was kind of difficult to live with. I don't know. Powerful and stuff. Uh, Yeah. I mean, teenagers are scary to begin with. Imagine if they had powers. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's like the perfect segue into the next section, which is, Mm -hmm. at least for me, it was parenthood, right? Me too. Okay. So for Joyce, one of these excerpts I took was, when it comes to parenthood, defenders aren't just motivated by a sense of duty. They are also motivated by love. Depth and power of this love can be nothing short of amazing. Many people with this personality type feel that parenting is not just a responsibility, but a calling, a way for them to use their gifts of altruism, generosity, and patience to guide a beautiful new soul into the world. Oh, she's so enriching. She really oh, is. No. Like, right? Yeah. Like, I think being a mom is probably the biggest part of Joyce's identity, like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And everything in the show, if you think about it, everything that happens, are mo- it's mo- all motivated by her love for her children. Like, we wouldn't get anything past a season one if Joyce literally didn't take no for an answer on I don't think Will. we would get anything past chapter one. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> kids gone. But, like, even, even if she was, like, a normal level of caring about her kids, like... I think most people would probably give up after the whole body incident and be like, mm, yeah. yep, that's You're right. My, she persisted. Yeah, that's my child. You know, they're dead, whatever. Not whatever, but you know. That um, thing in there. Yeah, like she did not give up. And I think that is like a trademark of Joyce. Uh, when it comes to her kids, there is no such thing as no or giving up. She's very headstrong. Extremely extremely headstrong yeah so i i feel like joyce is just mom through and through i mean it's it's just sweet to see like the way that she loves and supports her kids and like i mentioned this in an earlier episode but like she supports both of their art she supports both Mm -hmm. of their relationships and like like yeah we see in like season three like (laughs) you know nancy sneaking out of (laughs) the buyer's house but joyce definitely knows and oh yeah and she what she it's sweet she even gives she what did she say to hop at the beginning in season three when she's like you were young ones yeah like that you know they're they're kids they're in love yeah she's just she's just happy that they are like in her life i think how do i how do i get a joyce oh right it's so sweet i have one i know i know but yeah (laughs) so next thing was 
It says defenders value stability and they want to make sure that their children are setting themselves up for the right kind of future. One that includes financial and professional security as well as happiness. If they worry that their children aren't putting themselves on track for this kind of future, defender parents can become deeply unsettled or even somewhat controlling. So interesting. Yeah, this one, like, I went back and forth on including, but I don't think Joyce is concerned with any of that, like, quote-unquote, right future or, like, even the Mm -hmm. financial stuff. NYU! Yeah, (laughs) even the financial stuff, like, I don't see her even worry about, like, which is, you know, wild considering, like, we know that they are socioeconomically disadvantaged but she does not seem to care about that she just wants her kids to be happy like whatever Mm -hmm. but i will say this did like the last part about them being controlling it did remind me a little bit of like season two joyce right after everything happens to will and she's like up his ass because she's worried she's helicoptering yeah which understandable understandable, like yeah i get it um definitely do not blame her for that and then uh last part of that it says even if their children end up going a different way that doesn't mean that defenders will ever stop loving them or trying to help them find a way to happiness defender parents lead with their hearts and those hearts have more than enough room to love and accept their children as they are okay yes okay will did you hear that Okay, <laughs> clue your poor mother in, William. I hope he gets an opportunity to tell her. I do too. Although I will mm. say the stakes seem a little high right now. You're right. It seems like not the point right now, <laughs> right? Will. 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 Love you, Will. You know, live your truth. Share your truth when you're ready. Um, but now maybe is not the time. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> bigger fish. Yes, we do have bigger fish. but Larger fish. I think Joyce is the heart here. Aww. all right well yeah mike is not mike the is heart. not the heart let's just, M- sorry mike love you mike you're not there. the heart he at not, least anymore not even a little it's joyce uh <laughs> cough cough is joyce okay yeah i think that scene would have ended the same if it was joyce speaking into vecna's mind lair saying i love you sweetie yep that would have worked oh i think anyway what about uh parenthood for hopper all right so i just have to read this because it made me laugh out loud so it is just so absolutely far off base and i i do understand (laughs) that context matters but i'm going to read it because it is hilarious okay hopper as a parent i'm ready when it comes to parenting virtuosos give their children more freedom and opportunity to do whatever they want (laughs) within sensible limits than any other personality type it's a big world out there meant to be explored and experienced wait just wait the next line is the best nothing is quite as perplexing to virtuoso parents as their children sitting inside and watching television all day oh my god (laughs) i'm literally like the white guy blinking meme right now like no that is exactly the opposite of hop in season two with l she literally sits inside all day blinds drawn tv on and doesn't do anything there is a tripwire outside (laughs) of the cabin to ensure her safety and again context matters i can recognize that but this is just the opposite of what we see of hop as a parent especially in season two yeah yeah that's that's pretty far off <laughs> i did say if l wasn't l 
and if Hopper hadn't already lost a child, though. We don't know what kind of parent he'd be. Yeah, that's true. There is the context of losing a child, and I think he mm-hmm. he very much fears losing Elle. Mm-hmm. So he's a little more protective than he needs to be. Yeah. And honestly, like, I'm not even exaggerating, a little more. Because Elle is wanted by like the fbi (laughs) oh yeah this is not this is what i mean it's like context matters but this just made me laugh because i was like oh dear (laughs) that is all the opposite but yes she is wanted she is supposed supposed to be dead right isn't that like the the thing that they tried to pitch that she was dead yeah that she's dead yeah she cannot be seen nobody saw me so like (laughs) it's rough but yeah there was a section though that i did appreciate It says where virtuoso parents struggle most, as with their other relationships, is in emotional bonding. Mm -hmm. Virtuosos may just need to rely on a more able partner. (laughs) Otherwise, it takes a great deal of conscious effort on their part to be able to provide the sort of emotional understanding and support that their children need. Wow. Yes. So this just really like where that first part was the opposite. This felt so spot on because he really leans on Joyce. He really, really does. Mm -hmm. Even before Elle is, like, officially Joyce's child, too. Like, even mm-hmm. before they are technically co-parents. Uh, yeah. Like, Joyce is co-parenting, even though Elle is, right. is not hers. Yes. And I also think there's this really subtle thing that happens in season two where you almost get Hopper as a father figure for Will. Because it's like, who's accompanying Will to these evaluations at the lab? And it's Hopper. True. And it's like you have Joyce and Hopper there. Like, I don't know. I just get this. The, Hop is kind of the dad of the series. Oh, yeah. For all, like, for all these. Well, no, wait. I'm sorry. I misspoke. That's Steve. Yeah. No, that Steve is the mom. Um. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. My my apologies. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like, I, I think that um, Hopper is kind of like the best dad that Will and Jonathan have ever yeah. had in their lives. I mean, okay. Right. Aside from Bob, RIP. But um yeah like hopper has been there for them since everything went down so shout out to hopper yeah so i liked hopper's parenthood section it just was kind of polarizing because it it was really spot on and then really not spot on all at the same time Mm -hmm. and then i think our last part and you could correct me if i'm wrong like i picked some highlights that have nothing to do with the category yeah same okay cool so I only have a few here um, and just kind of a general wrap up on Joyce. But I said, while people with this or I didn't say 16personalities.com <laughs> said. Amanda <laughs> said. It did not. While people with this personality type value and even cherish their friendships, they don't find it easy to bond with just anyone, which I would agree with. I think Joyce mm-hmm. is not exactly an open book. She is not really a friend kind of gal, to be honest. She is... Karen, thank you for the casserole, but you need to leave. Get the hell out of my house, Karen. (laughs) Get this kid out of here. Um, But like, yeah, I feel like Joyce just, even before everything with Will went down, I just can't see her like having the time of day or caring enough to like make friends and hang out with people. No, this isn't like soccer practice, parent-teacher conference. Mm -mm. Joyce is not a PTA kind of mom. There you go. Yeah, she... she, That's what I meant. She's just not. Not parent-teacher conference. No, she she loves her children so much. She and and like pretty much all she focuses on in her life is supporting her children and caring for them, and that's it. And she seems content with that. She does. Yeah. She seems at at ease. Yeah. I mean, you know, as much at at ease as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's just not a friend gal, but I will say she's she's great 
working with people who she gets mm-hmm. to know. Like she starts out very apprehensive of Murray, uh, but mm-hmm. they turn out to be understandably. <laughs> they turn out to be great partners in season four. So you know whatever they do. Uh, yeah, after they get to know each other though, like that, like it. You know, Joyce is not an open book. You got to peel back the layers like an onion. Yes, Shrek. Yes. <laughs> So, also, I put defenders appreciate the opportunity to deepen their connection with another person over time, with the two friends gradually sharing more and more of themselves with each other. Oh, yay. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was just saying. Like, yeah, she just, she needs time to get to know people, but once she does, she opens up and is able to be vulnerable. Yeah, she needs to build trust, too, because she's been hurt. Yes. And the only thing I would say that like was an overarching theme in this personality that I didn't necessarily agree with for Joyce was they talked a lot about people pleasing and perfectionism. And I I don't see that with Joyce at all. I don't think she cares that much about what other people think of her at all. Um, The opposite, actually. Yeah. Like she does not give a a hoot about what these people (laughs) think. She just... You say that so often. I know. I don't know why. She... (laughs) I think in in the many worlds I said give a toot, not a not a hoot. <laughs> it's something. It's a consonant yeah. with oot, oot. after she it. Give a a hoot, um, a moot. Yeah. So I don't know I, I, that part. I didn't agree with. I don't think she's a people pleaser at all. I think yeah. all she cares about is her children, and um, that's kind of it. So and hop, I guess. <laughs> so. Yeah, she's not really a people pleaser or a perfectionist in my eyes. I could be wrong, but that's not how I perceive her. No, I don't. I agree with you. I don't see her as a people pleaser at all. Yeah, no. She was willing to go down as like the town loony woman mm-hmm. to get her son. Yeah, she she did not care. Nope. She was screaming in the middle of town. That <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just edited that part of the, the previous podcast, and it made me laugh. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's what I got for Joyce. Okay, some hop highlights virtuosos are born problem solvers with an unwavering focus on practical solutions they need variety and action perhaps even a little adrenaline in their work Hmm. jobs that focus on crisis response such as as firefighters paramedics detectives pilots and police officers seem made for virtuosos check yeah who said that i myself am not hopper (laughs) (laughs) for i am clearly okay (laughs) livelihoods (laughs) oh boy livelihoods can be made selling (laughs) what is a bit (laughs) selling bits and crafts in their free time and i would just like to pose the question what would hopper's etsy shop be called (laughs) oh my goodness what would it be called i don't know i don't know no idea i have no fun puns right now no my no puns we'll think about it we'll get back to you my brain is broken i have no puns (laughs) Yeah, that was a highlight. (laughs) It is a highlight. I like to, I'm going to think about that. And then the last thing, something that's likely to make Virtuoso's day is a random list of things that need to be fixed or dealt with. (laughs) Um, Yes, I feel like he does kind of go about his day like that. Like, oh, yes, possessed child. Okay, got to deal with that. Okay, you feel Russians infiltrating the mall. Got to deal with that. Like, I just feel like he kind of goes down the list, deals with what he's got to deal with. And then that's his day. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So that's our... uh, our turbulent virtuoso and our assertive defender. They do both sound like superheroes. They do. They are. And they are. Yeah. They are and they do. Yep. So tell us what you think. How did we do? Uh, <laughs> was it good? I hope it was good. I don't know. Are we Joyce and Hopper? Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. You don't know. <laughs> we could be. 
So if you're interested, again, the website we used is called 16personalities.com. 16 like the numerals and not Roman. <laughs> One six personalities. Yeah, I, I could have just said that. Again, still no, no, because you could still spell one and six. Oh my six. gosh! All right. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, I, anyway. I hope you guys enjoyed our assessment of Joyce and Hopper. Let us know what you think. <laughs> and in the meantime, stay, stay strange. strange. <laughs> To keep in touch and stay informed about upcoming Starcourt Study Hall episodes, follow us on Twitter at SSHPod and on Instagram at Starcourt Study Hall. <laughs>